This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much with my man, Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We got the NBA second half getting started. All games happening. Most of the games happening tomorrow. It's always good to get you ready for the second half, especially if you have so much that gone on in the first half and during the All-Star break when it comes to Vincent Goodwill, the terrific senior NBA writer for Yahoo Sports. Also, the host of the Good Word podcast. Hit him on Twitter at Vince Goodwill. Vince, I'm going to read this from Giannis Antetokounmpo when he told Eric Neema the Athletic this when it comes to Damian Lillard. I'm his biggest fan. Good or bad, I ride with Dame until the bleeping end. I ride with Dame. Like I've been saying this over and over again, this is his team. Down the stretch, he's going to get the ball. There's nothing else that we will do. I don't know how else to put it. I don't know what else to say. End quote. Brother Vincent, the floor is yours. I mean, I think that's the politically correct thing to say. And if you think about it, it's been a lot of politically correct things that have been coming out of Milwaukee over the past couple of weeks with Doc <laughs> Rivers saying, I don't know. I don't know how I got this job. It just popped up <laughs> in my doorstep one day. You know what I mean? Like, that, that, it's just, it's, it's, it's just, I think it's, Dame, I'm going to say Giannis thinks it is the right thing to say. Remember the days, and I'm dating myself a little bit, where Shaquille O'Neal, when he and Kobe were on good terms during that mm-hmm. 2001 playoff run, and he said, Kobe Bryant is the best player in the world. Yeah. And he meant what he said, but underneath that was, I'm the man on this team, though. You know what I mean? Like, there's ways that you can say things and code it where, yeah, this can be Dame's team, but this is my franchise. You know what I mean? Like, that sort of thing. And a point guard is supposed to be able to lead a team down the stretch to get guys in their right positions. I think Giannis says that because he knows it's the right thing to say. And also, you want to empower a guy like Dame to feel like he can be his best self because Milwaukee can't win if Giannis and Dame not only aren't working in concert, but they both have to be optimal and be their best selves for them to get past Boston or anybody else coming out of the Eastern Conference. But, Vincent, why would you need to empower a guy that's one of the top 75 greatest players of all time, and he's been Dame time a lot in his 11 first years in Portland? Why would you need to empower a guy with that pedigree when it comes to Damian Lillard? Hey, Freddie, you've been at ESPN a long time. If you go somewhere else, you're going to feel like you got to start from the bottom and figure out what that totem pole is. Like, Dame has been Dame in Portland. Dame hasn't been Dame in Milwaukee, at least not with the pedigree. So you're walking into a situation where it's someone else's team. Remember when Shaquille O'Neal got traded to Miami and he said, you know, this is Dwayne Wade's team, even though he, everybody knew it was still Shaq's team and Dwayne was coming up. You're coming, you have the, you take up the most oxygen in the room and you want to make sure that the person who's next to you, we're not talking about Pat Connaughton here. You know what I mean? We're not talk, even talking about a guy like Chris Middleton who has his own championship bona fide. We're talking about a guy like Dame who you feel like maybe is trying to feel his way around and hasn't been the full version of himself. You want to say that publicly, so not just in the locker room, but so that everybody around can know that and as a way to hold everybody accountable. Ooh, man. Thank you for that, Vincent, because I, I definitely don't don't see it like that because <laughs> like when you have a guy that's a two time NBA champion, two time excuse me, one time NBA champion, two time MVP, defensive player of the year, and we view Giannis Antetokounmpo as one of the best players in the world. It was one point where we were deeming him the best player in the world, and you have a guy like Damian Lillard. I I, I just don't feel like I can say 
this is Damian Lillard's team. Uh, even if I feel that way, I can tell Dame or say that to him behind closed doors. I just think when you look at you know who you could possibly be facing, whether it's in the Eastern Conference Finals if you get there or the NBA Finals, I feel like this is ammo that guys can use against you. You know what? Let's get this ball out of Dame's hand and force Giannis to be that guy because we don't know if he really wants that basketball in crunch time. But we, but here's the thing, Harry. We've seen the evidence of that, right? We saw game six of the NBA Finals where that man mm-hmm. gave you a 50 ball and made 14 free throws. You know what I mean? When they fouled him and we were wondering if Giannis was going to be the guy to take and make the big shots because he doesn't have that traditional game. You can say that Giannis hasn't always succeeded at the highest level. There have been some failures. You've never said that Giannis scares. You've never said that Giannis has shied away. So even if you think that you can use Giannis's words against him, we all sit here today and know that when it comes down to May, and if it's a game six, an elimination game somewhere, whether Giannis fails or succeeds, he can miss all the free throws. He's still going to want the ball. He's still going to try to make all the big plays. He's a champion. He doesn't have, I won't say anything to lose, but Dame is the guy that's come to the franchise that has won something, and yet Dame hasn't. So if Milwaukee fails, we're going to be looking at two people. We're going to be looking at Doc Rivers because he's missed 3-1-3-1-3-1, and we're going to be looking at Dame because he's never won anything, and we've always said, wait till Dame gets a team around him. Dame doesn't have the team Steph Curry does. Well, now he kind of does, and now it'll be on him because we know we know exactly where we're going to point the finger. Y'all know they're going to be the option on first take on Monday morning if they fail on Sunday night. <laughs> Either way, we'll see. He's Vincent Goodwill, Yahoo, senior NBA writer, also the host of Good Word Podcast. Hit him on Twitter at Vince Goodwill. Joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together. Speaking of guys who have worried about leadership and being perceived that way, Kevin Durant said his lack of charisma led a lot of people who cover the NBA, we talk about the NBA, to doubt his leadership. Vincent, what are your thoughts on what he had to say about that? I think there's an element of truth to it. You know, because if you have the charisma, then you allow the mythology to be built around you. You know what I mean? Like LeBron James has a certain mythology built around him because he says the quotable things. He says the things. you got to think, all of these players now live in the Twitter and Instagram world where someone can take a clip and then post them in the caption, see, not a leader, or see, look at my leader, or something like that. And these guys take that into account. Kevin Durant, for as candid as he is, mm-hmm. does not want to outwardly project that level of personality. And some guys don't have to be vocal leaders. Like, KD is pretty candid when you get him by himself. And he's pretty candid when you actually talk to him, yep. but he's not the guy, he's not the rah-rah guy by and large. He's a guy who leads by example, and Katie probably feels like, and I've noticed to be true because I've talked to him myself, he feels like he doesn't have to be the guy to tell him, hey, you come to practice early. Hey, you get where you need to go. We're all grown men. We're all professionals. He thinks probably that a lot of that stuff is for show. You know what I mean? And some of that sort of force of personality is a little bit hamming enough for the cameras, although it can be for some people. You know what I mean? Like Draymond Green is viewed as a leader, but – I mean, we've seen he's a crazy person, right? You know what I mean? Like that does, being a leader or not being a leader doesn't, doesn't, to me, affect your effectiveness. And if Kevin Durant's toe wasn't on that line and against the Milwaukee Bucks, they might win a championship. And he's already a two-time champion, which people conveniently seem to forget where he was the best player on one of the best teams, if not the absolute best team we've ever seen, Michael Jordan Bulls included. 
Oh, that's a great point. Yeah, I, want, I, want to, I want to talk about, you know, the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, why is this year different for the Clippers, or do you feel like this year is different for them? We won't know if this year is any different, Harry, until we see if that black cat is on our house. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't know, you, you, you got to talk to me in May. You know what I mean? Because I'm, one of, them, I'm one of them people that I'm like, PG and Kawhi together, This is they're going to make it work. And every year I've been made a fool out of, this year, if you're going to say it's different, I'll say this. Ty Lue, I think, is man-to-man, pound-for-pound, the best coach in basketball. I agree. If you say Eric Spolstra, I won't argue with you. But it's those two atop of the hill, and then everybody else is battling for, you know, someplace after that. James Harden, if everybody else is healthy, you don't need James Harden to be your first best player or your second best player. What does that mean? That means you don't need him in a playoff series to win you a game for you to win the series. If he wins you a game in a series, that's gravy. If he wins you a game where you got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard doing what they do, then you definitely win the series and you might win it going away because those two guys have to be doing their thing. The difference between a second and third best player is the difference between Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. The difference between Paul Pierce and Ray Allen. You know what I'm saying? The level of responsibility that goes on that player If your third-best player can win you a game in one of three ways, either by dominating on the glass or being able to create shots for himself or other people, then you've got something really, really special. I think one to ten, hands down, as far as the depth of uh, the layers of the ways that the Clippers can play and the talent, they by far should be playing in June. But like I said, y'all, that black cat seems to run around that franchise every damn May. (laughs) (laughs) What, What would it mean, though, if they're able to win an NBA championship and move into their new home in 2024-25 and for owner Steve Ballmer? I think it would mean that that franchise is, like, is validated. And it's weird to say because we've known the Clippers in the past 10 years or so. We've seen various iterations, Doc Rivers coaching, Ty Lue coaching. They've been... Uh, NBA mainstay. Now they failed and failed pretty spectacularly, but they've been a mainstay in a playoff picture. But we don't look at them as a marquee franchise. We think of them as the clown car franchise, and for good reason, because Donald Sterling owned them for so many years. And they operate in the shadow of the greatest franchise in the modern NBA being the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So they haven't been able to carve out their own piece of turf in the NBA landscape. A championship while playing against LeBron's Lakers, even if you're not playing against him in a playoff series, but you're doing it while LeBron is still a Laker and still effective, that means a lot. That validates the franchise in a way that separates themselves from the Lakers. doesn't elevate them, but it separates themselves and it validates them as a bona fide NBA franchise that we have to acknowledge. Shannon Penn, our producer, has got one final one for you, Vincent. All right, so for folks out there who don't know, Vincent, of all the people that cover the NBA, has the best waves in the NBA for reporters covering, <laughs> covering the league, right? So Harry yeah. just got a new haircut. So, Vince, I want, I want you to explain <laughs> that confidence that you get when you come out that barbershop. What, 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 what does that feel like? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. It's the second day of the haircut that you feel the real confidence. Because second day haircut is like Friday Thanksgiving food. Where it takes a little bit better mm-hmm. coming doing the leftovers. For mm-hmm. me, it's the second day haircut where you where everything sort of settles in. You get the beard going a little bit. Like like I'm damn near 40 and I'm just starting to grow a beard. Like, uh-huh. you know, for whatever, take that for what it's worth. But I still got a hairline. You know right. what I mean? Like, can you imagine having a hairline as a black man at age 40? Y'all see Steve Mason <laughs> every day. Hey, you know hey, what hey. I mean? Oh, wow. <laughs> Vincent, let, let, me, let me tell you why I'm excited. Because, see, you talked about that second-day haircut. 
Guess what I have tomorrow? I'm going to get up tomorrow. You know, I'm going to be on that too the second day. And, and you know, I, I'll be 40 in September. My headline ain't going nowhere, baby. I got that perfect square. My wife called me square head. You, you got a cheat code, brother. Somebody may try to, you know, yeah. steal the blood from you, man. Uh-huh. Might try to steal your blood, man. You better watch I'm gonna get, yourself. Uh, I'm going to get my reparations. If I don't get them, then my family members, five generations down the line, we're yeah. gonna, we need back pay. Yeah. Us, us, bald bro- us bald brothers feel sorry for you hair wonders, man. But you got to worry about hairlines and all that kind of thing and hope it don't run away from your forehead at 40. Us bald <laughs> brothers feel so sorry for you that you put yourself in this kind of torture all the time with you and Vincent. <laughs> hey, mine is doing a slow Michael Jordan fadeaway, but at 39, it's holding. Like, it ain't there never going to really come back, but right. it ain't running away. It's lightly jogging. Exactly, except when Harry does put Stephen A. Smith's business out there. So we're just going to leave that alone with Vincent Goodwill, Yahoo Senior NBA writer, host of the Goodwood Podcast, and a great follow, hairline and all, at Vince Goodwin on Twitter. He joined us here on Freddie and Harry. Don't be a stranger, Vincent, man. Come back soon. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Hey, appreciate y'all. A hey, two-black host, a black producer, and a brother guest. This will be the last show for y'all. I hope y'all realize that. Hey, <laughs> yo! This is just coming in with all the smoke today. That's enough out of you. We'll talk to you later. Beat it, okay? <laughs> wow. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together, presented by Progressive Insurance. I don't know what to say after that. <laughs> wow. On ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Even Shannon Penn is weak right now. After but but, but being honest, that, that is something, though, we do take pride. Friday and Freddie, it's mm-hmm. one of the things we actually brought up when we, when we first realized yeah. that we we're going to do this show together, man. Mm-hmm. Like nationally, being able to be here with you, my brother, man, I'm honored. Yeah, it's the same thing with me. Everybody's welcome. We don't worry about race, creed, color, but it is a sense of pride. Doing afternoon yep. driving a national radio show, when those kind of opportunities were there, we were able to jump through that. So far, so good. We've been able to make that work. That word opportunity applies to the NBA in the second half. Like we mentioned, the NBA second half gets started tomorrow. We'll find out exactly what's up with Boston. And you guys mentioned the Clippers. Could this be the year and Vincent said it best? Until that black cat leaves that scene, I'm not trusting the Clippers. But Shannon Penn, our producer, threw out something, and I'm glad that we had a chance to really think about this. There's always that one guy that could be the end-all to be-all for a team either winning or not winning an NBA championship. When he threw that question you, Harry, now you've had a chance to think about it. Who is that one player that, in your opinion, second half getting started in the NBA, that could decide who wins or who loses an NBA championship? For me, it's Kawhi Leonard. And all you have to do is look at his track record. Not the track record of him being injured, but what he's been able to do in the two NBA finals that he actually won, one with the Spurs and then one with the Toronto Raptors, and also being a two-time finals MVP. Right. He's a guy we knew when he was with the Spurs that can really clamp down on the defensive end and make your life a living hell. He did that. My brother Tony Douglas was on that team with LeBron James. I went to every single game during that NBA Finals. And the difference maker that Kawhi Leonard was, not only playing defense, but you talk about games, I believe it was games three, four, and five, Mm -hmm. scoring over 20 points in each one of those on top of playing excellent defense. Then you look at what he was able to do and basically put Joel Embiid in the Philadelphia 76ers in a living hell by having that bank, bank, shot to the point to where Drake even made a verse about it. You know, when I shoot my shot, it's like Kawhi is going in. Right. So 
being able to win a championship with the Raptors, Raptors and doing that, and then we take it to the NBA playoffs last year when the Los Angeles Clippers were facing the Gold, uh, excuse me, the Phoenix Suns. We all thought when Kawhi Leonard was playing in that series in the first two games that, hey, man, the Clippers are probably going to win this series. Then he went out with an injury, and the Phoenix Suns were able to finally take that one home. I think if you have a Kawhi Leonard that's healthy down the stretch and healthy throughout the playoffs, right. and we look at the – the, the depth chart that the Los Angeles Clippers actually have, we will deem them as a team that should be winning the NBA championship. And if, and if they don't win it, uh, whoever win, whoever can win it in the East, they're a hell of a team. Yeah, you're exactly right about Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and what Vincent Goodwill from Yahoo Sports mentioned, that you can make that case for Ty Lue being the best coach in the NBA. I firmly believe that's the case. Eric Spolster is right there with him. And I'm an Eric Spolster fan. And as a Knicks fan, to be morally opposed, rooting for anybody from Miami. But game recognizes game when it comes to sport, what he's been able to do with the Miami Heat and that Heat culture. But for me, I'm going to go back to something that we've been talking about for a little bit, hour plus. And it's Giannis Antetokounmpo to me. is the one player that could decide an NBA championship. When you tell Eric Neem at The Athletic about Damian Lillard, and I quote, I'm his biggest fan. I ride with Dame like I've been saying this over and over again. This is his team. Down the stretch, he's going to get the ball. There's nothing else that we will do. I don't know how else to put it. I don't know what else to say, end quote. When you put that out there, you're basically saying our fortunes will be with somebody else, and I'm going to be the Robin to his Batman. Well, Giannis, you better be the best damn Robin that we've seen since Scottie Pippen played Michael Jordan. That's how that's going to be. If you put it out there that the ball's going to be in his hands down the stretch, that we trust Damian Lillard to make the right decisions, not me, but Damian Lillard to make the right decisions, I, you better make sure that this is going to work. If you're going to put that kind of pressure on your teammate and you're trying to relieve yourself of some pressure and you've won an NBA championship and you got Doc Rivers and it hasn't started off well, although I still think there's plenty of time for they figure that out, even though they're 3-7 and seven in the first 10 games, hey, Giannis, you're going to decide what happens now. You've already decided, hey, that's, guy, that's the guy who's going to have the basketball. You better make sure you're the best damn Robin the NBA has seen since Scottie Pippen was doing that for Michael Jordan, and they won six championships in an eight-year period. And I also have to give Vincent a shout-out as well as one of our callers because he kind of said the same thing, right? When, when, I, when I said, well, when Giannis plays someone, he's giving the opponent ammo uh, – mm-hmm. basically saying Giannis was going to shy away from, you know, having a basketball. Right. And both of, them got, both of those guys mentioned that we don't have proof of that. If Giannis doesn't get it done, mm-hmm. it's because he just missed yep. or things didn't go his way. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because he shied away from the moment. So I right. did want to give Vincent credit and also a previous caller credit for pointing both of those things or the same thing out yeah. to two separate people. Yeah, because that's why I mentioned the numbers he had in that 50-point, 17-19 free throw line performance in game six to close out the Phoenix Suns. He's not afraid of the moment. He has never shied away from the moment. It's just really weird that these moments are probably going to happen again. And he's automatically saying, well, the ball's not going to be in my hands. The ball's going to be in Damon Lillard's hands. I'm going to trust that he's going to make those kind of decisions. Honestly, the ball should be in your hands more than Damian Lillard. I, I just don't want them to get into that situation, and he's deferring more so than trying to be active. Well, if he defers more, he's really going to hear about it if it doesn't work. He might even hear about it if it does work, oh, so that's the guy you needed to win another championship because you didn't trust yourself down the stretch to be the guy to make plays for your Milwaukee Bucks. One way or another, Giannis is going to hear it, whether he likes it or not. 
He is Harry Douglas. Hit him on Twitter at hdouglas83. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter at Coleman ESPN. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry, presented by the presented by Progressive Insurance. In the National Football League, someone wrote there are four teams out there that could keep the Chiefs from making it three Super Bowl championships in a row. We're going to let you know, are they the right four teams? I guarantee you, Harry's going to disagree with at least all four of them. That's next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. It is the oh, Wednesday yeah? Groovathon, <laughs> known as Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on the candy shop known as Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Another reason why this show has to be simulcast, just to see your dance movements. It's worth <laughs> it. It needs to be shared with the country. We shouldn't just have to see it ourselves. Well, music is so important to my life. Like my wife and my family members will tell you, I wake up to music. Uh-huh. Uh, there are times I go to sleep to music. I, I Like as soon as I hear music play, it just does something to me. Like the little Absolutely. inner kid in me comes out instantly, Freddie. No doubt about that. And believe me, that's why music is a very important fabric of right. what we do here each and every afternoon between 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Now, before we get to who decided these are the four teams, that could keep the Chiefs from winning a Super Bowl championship. Let's hear from you at 888-729-3776 on the Freddie and Harry call-in line. Give us one team. I know the season just ended. But in your opinion, give us one team that, yeah, that would be the team that would keep Kansas City from making it three in a row, either they beating them in the Super Bowl or an AFC team. 888-729-3776. 
because according to Charles McDonald of Four Verts of Yahoo Sports, he gave these four teams with the best chance of knocking off the Chiefs and also the 49ers to keep that from being a Super Bowl 59 rematch. He says the Baltimore Ravens, obvious reasons, two-time MVP at quarterback, one of the best defenses in football, and a front office that will always find talent. He also mentioned the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen, like Lamar Jackson, is at the top of the non-Mahomes class of quarterbacks. They also have the infrastructure to continue to build on a roster that's been one of the best in the NFL. And head coach Sean McDermott and general manager Brandon Bean have an offseason filled with tough decisions, but he's confident they'll make the right decisions. In the NFC, the Detroit Lions. Terrific offense. The offensive coordinator is coming back. Jared Goff has shown he's a quality quarterback. Dynamic running game. They will upgrade their defense. He's confident of that when it comes to that front office. And the Los Angeles Rams. He said the Rams have another star wide receiver in Puka Nakua to go with Cooper Cup. Matthew Stafford had that renaissance. If they can also have an incredibly dangerous offense, have a defense to complement them, this could be a team. So those are the four, Harry, he says, could keep Kansas City and San Francisco from having a repeat in the Super Bowl. Baltimore and Buffalo in the AFC, Detroit and Los Angeles in the NFC. Let me start with the NFC. I have no problem with any one of those teams because when you look at the Detroit Lions, they actually beat – the Kansas City Chiefs uh, opening day this year. Now, granted, the Chiefs didn't have Travis Kelsey, nor did they have Chris Jones, but that's not their problem. Mm-hmm. But we know the Detroit Lions can run the football. They're going to add to a lot of the guys that they have on their roster. They're only going to get better. They have a lot of cap space they can work with yeah. as well. And Brad Holmes, he has an eye for talent, as well as their head coach, uh, Dan Campbell being able to develop that talent and putting guys in positions to be successful mm-hmm. and allowing them to be their sales. Yeah. The reason why I do like the Los Angeles Rams mm-hmm. is let's not forget about that phenomenal game we had between Mahomes when Jared Goff was the quarterback uh, of the Los Angeles Rams at the time and Sean McVay was still the coach, right? right. We've seen the Rams have success. Now, if they get a few more pieces, I can actually see that happening and going down right when it comes to the afc mm-hmm. before i touch on the two teams that they mentioned okay. how in the hell do you not mention the cincinnati Bengals when joe burrow and company are three and one versus patrick mahomes and have actually already beaten them in an afc championship game that was then this is now i get it <laughs> but we talk about we talk about Joe Burrow. Yes, y'all, we know Joe Burrow has to remain healthy. Yeah. But when Joe Burrow was healthy in back-to-back years, uh-huh. did they not make an AFC championship game? Did they not make a Super Bowl appearance in beating mm-hmm. the Kansas City Chiefs? Okay. And could have easily done it the second time. Yeah. So I don't, I don't get how you leave Cincinnati off of this list. I, I understand where you're coming from with that. I'll, get, I'll start in the NFC. I'll give you a team that I would replace the Los Angeles Rams with. That would be the Green Bay Packers. I think that team is more fortified to maybe a knockoff of Detroit in their own division because they did it on Thanksgiving Day. They went into Detroit and put it on them, and they almost put on the San Francisco 49ers. I'll replace the Rams with the Green Bay Packers when it comes to the NFC. Detroit, yeah, they're right there. There's no doubt about that. San Francisco and Detroit's not that far behind. If anything, Detroit probably feels San Francisco's behind. They just got lucky, or they were able to wriggle their way out of getting dominated in the first half and win the NFC Championship game at home and beating the Detroit Lions. But that Packers team, their front office has shown they can find talent. They found Jordan Love when it turned Aaron Rodgers' nose crossways. They found those talented young wide receivers. They got to run a game. The offensive line can be spotty, but when you got a young quarterback, he can outrun mistakes, and I think they'll find some defensive help to make sure the defense does not get left. I'll take that team that had a deeper run in the playoffs to buy a little bit 
over the Los Angeles Rams. I like your choice of the Rams, what they bring to the table. And Matthew Stafford is a big piece in all of this. Absolutely. Right? Because but yeah, no doubt. The, the, and he, he's a guy that's won a Super Bowl yep. in mm-hmm. crunch time. We've seen what he's been able to do yep. on that Super Bowl run as well. Yeah, no doubt about that. But I'll, I'll take Jordan Love, a younger version of a Matthew Stafford. I'll take the Green Bay Packers. I want a problem with Baltimore being there. Here's why I wouldn't choose Buffalo. It goes to everything you said about the Bengals being in Kansas City. They haven't done it in the playoffs. They had more than a couple of chances two seasons ago. It was supposed to be their year in Buffalo. I think it's three times. Well, no, 0-3. Well, no, no, I'm, not, I'm not talking about the 0-3 part. I'm talking about two seasons ago. It was supposed to be the Bills' time. Lost tough to Kansas City in overtime, 42-36. to This is going to be their year. And, yeah, the whole Darmar Hamlin situation, that would have wrecked any kind of football team. But then they got beaten in the Winter Olympics by the Cincinnati Bengals on their home field. Then last year, how much crowing did we hear? Not calling, the, not trying to call Bills Mafia, but plenty of Bills fans said, finally, we get Kansas City at home. They won't have that home field advantage. And Kansas City went in there and they did what? They beat the Buffalo Bills again. That's why I'm taking Buffalo Bills off of that and putting the Bengals in their place. Because just like the Bengals have done to Kansas City, even though that was then, I got recent history when it comes to Buffalo. They've had the last two years. It was supposed to be their time to beat Kansas City, and they didn't get it done. So until that happens, I move Buffalo out. I move the Bengals in because until I see it from Buffalo, I'm not buying it from the Bills, keeping the Kansas City Chiefs from getting to either an AFC championship game or to a Super Bowl for the third straight year. Yeah, I think I have to agree with you, too. I'm going to move Buffalo off of this and also put Cincinnati in in that mm-hmm. uh, spot. When I look at the Baltimore Ravens, I think something that's important here as well is that you basically have to have this mindset when going into the playoffs or, you know, beginning of the season. You have to bank on either, either having the number one or the number two seed, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because – you can anticipate that the Kansas City Chiefs are probably going to have one of those seeds. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to play them, what has been shown, if you play them in the divisional round, if you play them in you know, the wild card round, which is not often, right. your chances of getting to an AFC championship game mm-hmm. is very, very slim. And mm-hmm. I mean very slim, holding on by a shoestring, yeah. screaming at the shoestring. It's about to rip. <laughs> but if you, like the Baltimore Ravens did, they had the number one seed this year. Well, you met Kansas City, even though they didn't have yeah. the one or two seed. Mm-hmm. Buffalo ran into them yep. in the divisional round, mm-hmm. and they came up short. Yep. So we can pretty much pencil in the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Why? Not because we're drooling over Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. but because that's what the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes have showed us the last six years. Yeah, no doubt about so that. So now we have 10 to 11 quarterbacks fighting for one slot in the uh, AFC. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Here's another reason why it's going to be tough to beat that team. It goes back to something that my dad showed me a long time ago. My dad was a really nasty basketball player when he played. Man, he would put he 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 took a lot of people's lunch money when he was younger as a kid. <laughs> and he took a lot of people's souls when he got older taking me to play basketball with him and I watched him play in the playground. And he was playing against this guy one day, Harry. This guy was like 6'6". Six, six. He could go a little bit. And my dad went at him and destroyed that guy. I said, Daddy, and I'm like maybe eight, nine years of age. I said, Daddy, what makes you think that you could beat that guy? He said, well, he thought he could beat me. I knew I could beat him, and he knew that I knew. Teams think they can beat Kansas City. They don't really believe it. They're hoping that Kansas City will come back to the, earth, come to the planet Earth, but they still don't believe. Kansas City goes into every game knowing, no matter what has gone on, we know we can beat you. 
We believe we can beat you. Teams look at Kansas City and say, well, we think this is our turn. We think this is our time. They don't believe. They'll say they believe. They don't mean it because their actions prove it. The Baltimore Ravens went into that game. They were overwhelmed by the moment. The Buffalo Bills, they were hoping and wishing, and at the end of the game, they didn't get it done, and the field goal goes that way. Their quarterback misses a throw. It goes back to what my dad told me. You can think you can beat somebody, but if you don't believe, that belief is not going to be there. Kansas City always believes they're going to win. And, yeah, it helps that Patrick Mahomes. No doubt about that. That'll have a lot of belief. That belief quotient is very high. But when you have that kind of faith and says no matter what you do, you think you can beat us. We know and believe we can beat you. And you know that having the NFL, that goes a long way with a team thinking they can win or teams who believe they can win and get it done. That's why I think it's crazy that the Cincinnati Bengals aren't on that list. Because, see, Joe Burrow doesn't think he can beat the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Hell, he knows. He's 3-1 and one versus. Absolutely. So Absolutely. It's, there's no thinking with Joe Burrow. That's one player in this league that can look over at the opponent team's sidelines and not give a damn who's over there because he believes that much in himself and the guys that, around him, that are around him that he can make those guys better to make plays. Charles McDonald wrote it on four verts in Yahoo Sports. He believes these are the four teams with the best chance of knocking off the Chiefs and the 49ers. In the AFC, the Baltimore Ravens and the Buffalo Bills. In the NFC, the Detroit Lions and the Los Angeles Rams. We, meaning me and Harry, we're replacing the Buffalo Bills. We're putting the Bengals there. Harry stays with the Lions and the Rams. I'm replacing the Rams with the Green Bay Packers. Give us one team that can make sure you don't get a Super Bowl rematch next year in Super Bowl 59 between the Chiefs and the 49ers. Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Weigh in. What is that one team? Make the case for that team to say, yep, if it's Kansas City to San Francisco, they'll keep Kansas City from winning the Super Bowl and keep San Francisco from doing that. 888-729-3776. And waiting until you hear what rival that the Kansas City Chiefs had to say about having Mahomes rules like the Pistons had Jordan rules in the late 80s and early 90s. That's next on Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. It is the Wednesday Groovathon known as Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on Sirius X and Channel 80. About you. And also a little candy for you. Thanks for telling your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. I knew that would get you. I didn't think it'd get Sam <laughs> Pierce, because when this record was out, there was no way I think Sam Pierce's parents were alive, much anything like that. <laughs> so, so the fact, the fact that Sam Pierce was jamming to it with you, Harry Jones, just warms my heart on, on the Groovathon. This is a fun fact. My yeah. mom's nickname was Candy. Really? My grandfather gave her that nickname when she was a kid. Nice. For 10 years of my life, yeah. this was my mother's ringtone. That's fantastic. Oh, this song really? right here. Just oh, like Candy. Man. man, this song goes. It, go, it, it just warms yeah. the heart. Just yeah. like Candy. I know Word of gets all the love, and it should, but that is clearly the best record Cameo's ever done. Man. Which is saying something, no doubt about that. So Charles McDonald, thank you very much from Yahoo Sports. He put out on four verts on their website that these are the four teams he believes that has the best chance of knocking off the Chiefs and 49ers to keep Super Bowl 59 from being a rematch of Super Bowl 58. In the AFC, he says it's Baltimore and Buffalo. In the NFC, he says Detroit and Los Angeles. It is time for you because Harry Douglas and I believe take the Bills out, put the Bengals in the AFC, he says, keep the Lions and Rams there. I say, take the Rams out, put the Green Bay Packers in there. Your turn. The Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776 on the Freddie Harry calling line. Make the case with one team that can keep the Chiefs and 49ers from having a repeat in the Super Bowl. Nate, in the great state of Oregon, who is that team and why? 
for the Niners, I hope it's my Seahawks, but I, I have no faith in that. I just, I'd love to see it. But um, right. I kind of think that people, I, obviously they need a quarterback, but think about it. I think the Raiders have a good chance about knocking off the Chiefs, especially if they can make the playoffs, because I agree with you guys, number one, the Bengals, but number two, the, the, the Bills and the, the, um, the Ravens, kind of thought, oh, I, I hope we can beat the Chiefs. The Ravens went in on Christmas Day and were like, no, man, we are beating you. The Raven <laughs> Raiders want to beat the Chiefs. They have to beat the Chiefs. Let me, let me say this about that game in which – the Las Vegas Raiders beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Number one, they were the more physical team. Physicality Absolutely. was at the forefront. Mm-hmm. They created turnovers. And listen to what I'm about to say next. Okay. They made Patrick Mahomes and company pay for those turnovers because they yeah. scored two defensive touchdowns. Absolutely. Also, they hit Mahomes. They sacked him four times. They had 10 QB hits. But the most important thing mm-hmm. within that ball game, the Las Vegas Raiders didn't turn the football over. They took care of the football. See, we seen in the Super Bowl the San Francisco 49ers get turnovers, but when you have a goose egg and you don't score any points off of it, right. you're not going to beat Patrick Mahomes and company. Go back to 2021-2022 season when the Cincinnati Bengals beat them in the AFC Championship game. Well, the Cincinnati Bengals forced two turnovers. Joe Burrow and their offense got 10 points off of those turnovers. They were able to sack the quarterback four times and have five QB hits and they minimize their mistakes. So if you do those things, you have a chance. But if you can't do those things, you don't have any chance. When Patrick Mahomes makes mistakes, it is a must that you make him pay because if you don't, he will make you. Well, it's funny you mentioned about the Raiders because Antonio Pierce, their new head coach, was on the rush with Max Crosby, that podcast, and he says, oh, we got some rules for that Mahomes doing in Kansas City. We got the Jordan rules, and we, we I'm calling now from now on, as long as I'm here, the Patrick Mahomes rules. Mm-hmm. So you remember when Jordan was going through it with the Pistons, all those guys in the 80s before he came, Michael Jordan, Air Jordan, the Pistons used to whoop his Anytime he came to the hole, elbows, yeah, filling them, love taps. We touched them. We in the head mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I'm touching you. Mm-hmm. So I show those guys Jordan getting his whooped. E- easy to say. Hard to do because if you're Antonio Pierce, be careful what you wish for because you know you know who the big bad wolf in Kansas City is going to hear that and say, you realize that the first time you beat us in a long time on Christmas Day, the Raven, the Raiders Chiefs rivalry just got a little bit spicier based on Christmas Day and what Antonio Pierce said as Raiders head coach. But let me tell you why I love it, though, because – we just talked about how you have to have the mindset that you are going to beat them, not think or hope or wish that you're going to beat them. Okay. See, Antonio Pierce getting that head coaching job, being a formal player, and he has that physicality, that mindset, okay, we got something for you. See, they have evidence now to back it up. They have evidence. Now, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. It's easy to do it in the regular season. Mm-hmm. It's been hard for teams to do it in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for Antonio Pierce, I think this is a, a great message for his team because, number one, you want that rivalry to be on the up and up. You want it to be a lot. You want a lot more stakes to, yeah. to, to, to be into it, a lot more hands to be into it. Okay. You want your players to be invested into it. Sure. But also, they just did it. I just said, Freddie, they sacked Mahomes Mm -hmm. four times. They hit him ten times. They forced two turnovers, scored defensive touchdowns. Mm -hmm. 
But I would rather him do that than to go in there like a little kitty cat. Yeah. Oh, guys, let's think we're going to beat the right, uh, the uh, Chiefs. Sure, absolutely. Just don't poke the bear. <laughs> if you don't got enough people to catch the bear, don't poke the bear. <laughs> That's what they're doing right now. <laughs> when it comes to the Raiders, it's going to be interesting. Now this rivalry's gotten a little bit spicier. Phil in North Carolina at 888-729-3776. Which NFL team can keep a Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl rematch happening next January? Well, it's sure not going to be the Raiders now. Those games will be over at halftime. Amen. There you go. And in the AFC, I don't think there's anybody in the NFC, AFC, the moxie and the belief that the Bengals have in Burrow and his belief. I think uh, that's the one team that could, uh, that could, that could go into Kansas City or Cincinnati and beat them. And, uh, I really believe, I, I know, Harry, you're going to get me on this one. I believe if they had to go to Miami, if Miami could get them at home, that Miami might could uh, have a shot at them. Tua's not going nowhere in cold weather and winning with them small hands. But uh, <laughs> we got them in Miami. I think we might could. Phil, that's you. I told y'all that's Phil. <laughs> Calling Freddie and Harry talking crazy. I said that's Philip. <laughs> <laughs> Philip, I do not believe that no. that game was down in Miami mm-hmm. that the Miami Dolphins would have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs. We got to remember the Miami Dolphins were depleted defensively yep. when they played the Kansas City. They they yeah. sustained a ton of injuries last season on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, but when it comes to you know Mahomes and company, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals are that team for me, Freddie. They 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 just are. They're a bad penalty away from him being undefeated versus Kansas City. And they hate each other. Those two teams oh, yeah. don't like each other. Good, because good old-fashioned hate is not a problem. I know that we're in the AAUization when it comes to sports, but sometimes good to look across and say, man, I'm tired of you, because the Raiders felt that way. And they went this on the on Christmas Day versus Kansas City. The Bengals have had that locked stock and barrel from the first time they played Kansas City. They're like, man, we're tired of you guys. They hadn't even played them yet, and they were tired of them. Those kind of things will make it even spicier. Philip, <laughs> Phil, that's you. I told y'all, no, that's Philip. That's Phil. That's Harry, meaning Harry Doug, joining me, Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry. And we're going to tell you if Giannis Antetokounmpo's King's Gambit will lead to another title for the Milwaukee Bucks. This is ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.